Hi, it's Barry Moore back with another Tactical 20 podcast. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Hi, I'm your host, Barry Moore, and this is going to be another Tactical 20 Podcast. The Tactical 20 Podcasts are all about giving you an actionable tip, technique, or tactic that you can take away and implement in your business in less than 20 minutes. In this week's Tactical 20, I'm going to highlight three new features that have just dropped for Active Campaign that you might not be aware of yet. So if you're not an Active Campaign user or using something else, uh, this episode's probably not for you, but if you are an Active Campaign user, three things have just been released by Active Campaign. Three new features, three new updates, enhancements, um, all of which are pretty cool, but one of which will make your life dramatically easier if you are using external shopping carts uh, to process orders and things like that. So the first feature we're going to talk about is in their new email designer. So they released a new email designer a few months back, uh, and it's really cool. It's nice. It's slick. It's a very visual drag-and-drop interface, similar to kind of something like Canva or the like. However, uh, it met with a little pushback from kind of more advanced marketers because you couldn't customize it enough. It You couldn't add uh, certain elements into HTML-type elements into your emails. Well, now the new email designer has a custom HTML element block. So you can uh, drag the HTML block into your um, new look email designer template, and you can add your own custom HTML inside the Active Campaign email template. Where this can be really handy is if you want to include an image, but you don't necessarily want to upload that image. You want to uh, refer to that image with a URL you have that image hosted on a media server somewhere for somebody else's image, you want to be able to just put you know, the HTML image tag in there and the uh, URL reference and pull that image in rather than downloading it, uploading it to Active Campaign, putting it into your email. The other way this can be handy is if you have some scripts that you want to put into your email, one popular script among marketers is kind of a countdown script in your emails. So if you want a countdown timer, you're sending out an offer, and you're saying this offer is only good for the next 10 hours, and then the, you've got the timer counting down from 10 hours, that's a custom script that uh, you can embed with the HTML element right into your email. So lots of clever uses, uh, lots of useful ways to incorporate the HTML element into your emails. Uh, check out the show notes for a little bit more information. Uh, the second new feature that was released recently is the ability to use personalization tags uh, when creating a deal. So if you have this, if you have the plus level of active campaign and you're using the CRMs in the pipelines, you can now use tags, uh, personalization tags, to customize the title of that deal. Uh, why that's relevant is a lot of the time you'll be using an automation to create a deal. Uh, so maybe someone hits a certain lead score or someone's downloaded a certain inquiry form uh, or filled out a certain inquiry form, downloaded your PDF, and you want to get back to them to upsell them to a you know, a condo or apartment or some high-ticket item. 
that needs a personal touch and you want to be able to track that deal all the way from inquiry to closure. Um, if you're creating that deal from an inside an automation, so let's take our sales example. Um, there's a form on your website. You know, please uh, inquire if you're interested in real estate uh, in the Sydney area. People type in their email address, their name, their phone number, their details. Um, they hit enter. That form gets submitted. Then you might have an automation in the background that creates a new deal in your sales pipeline. But since it's an automation creating the deal, it's going to give the deal the same title every single time. So, you know, if you've had 40 people fill out your inquiry form, you're going to go to your deal pipeline and you can have 40 deals with exactly the same name in there. So um, not great, still usable because the next line down kind of tells you who the contact is, but it would be much more useful to me as a salesperson if I could see that person's name or I could see their company or some other kind of unique detail so that each deal got a unique title to it rather than all the deals having the same title. So now you can use personalization tags when you create a deal. If you don't know what personalization tags are, go back and listen to episode 40 where we talk all about that. But so now you could have that very same automation instead of creating the standard generic deal title for every deal. I can put that, whoever's filled out my form, I can put that contact's first name, the last name, the company they work for, whatever fields I happen to be gathering inside Active Campaign, I can put those into the title of the deal. So when I go to my CRM page in the morning and I look at my 40 inquiries, it's going to have people's name there. It says new deal for Barry Moore, new deal for whoever, right? It's going to have their name there. So I can instantly tell whose deal belongs to which, and I can keep track of those deals a little bit more effectively. So that's a helpful and useful item if you're using the deals feature. Now, the really big kind of game changer is the third new feature I'm going to talk about, and that's being able to use wildcards when specifying a URL trigger. So a little bit of background here. Inactive campaign, once it contacts on your list, you can track pretty much everything that they look at. So whatever pages they look at, whatever emails they open, whatever links they click on, all that's tracked. Uh, if you have the tracking script on your website, you can keep track of what pages each contact has had a look at, right? So Barry comes to your website. He's looked at this page, this page, this page. He's looked at this article on nutrition, this article on fitness. He's downloaded this PDF. All those individual page visits can be a trigger inside an automation. So you can start an automation based on a page visit. So for example, if you had a landing page, that landing camp page could be the trigger for a follow-up sequence. So say someone, here's a perfect scenario. Someone comes to your landing page for your product. They don't buy. We want to follow them up with an upsell sequence to trying to get them to come back and buy that product. So if I've got, you know, landing page X, uh, and my contact hits landing page X, that visit to landing page X can uh, fire off an automation. But the way it used to work is that has to be an exact match URL, which isn't a problem for your landing pages, but where it becomes a problem a lot of time is your post-purchase pages. So say that person's come to landing page X, they've decided they want it, they bought product X from PayPal or they bought product X from Stripe or one shopping cart or Sam cart or whatever it is, whatever it is that processed that payment. 
Um, ideally, we'd like to stop that upsell sequence that was triggered by their visit to the landing page, right? So we don't want to keep trying to sell them a product they've already bought. I'm sure it's happened to you before, and you get kind of irritated as a user. I'm like, I already bought your product. Stop sending me your marketing, right? So in the automation, you'd want to have another automation there that's triggered on a checkout. So if if Barry buys product X and he checks out, I want an automation there that says stop the upsell sequence. So post-purchase automation, stop the upsell sequence, and add him to the onboarding sequence. So I start getting all the post-purchase onboarding emails for that product. Now, the problem typically lies, you could do that with a URL trigger, theoretically, but the problem lies in the fact that a lot of those shopping carts will append variables to the URL. So you might get like, you know, check out product X, question mark, transaction ID equals 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Right? And everyone's going to have a unique number in that transaction ID. So essentially what happens is every purchaser has a unique URL. It's not an exact match URL anymore. So now if they visit that thank you, that post-purchase thank you page, everybody gets a unique URL and I can't use that as a page trigger anymore. Well, now Active Campaign has introduced the concept of wildcards in your URL triggers. So you can specify what part of the URL uh, is to remain static and what part can be a wild card. So in our example, you could have the post-purchase thank you page that says check out uh, product X, transaction ID equals one, two, three, four, five. Um, everything after that equals sign can be a wild card. So everyone's unique transaction ID no longer breaks our page visit URL script, right? So our page visit URL trigger. Because I'm saying everything up to the equal sign, I want, it needs to be this. Um, and then if they visit that page, trigger the URL, um, trigger the URL visit that fires off the automation. Everything after the equal sign can be unique or different. I don't really care. So you can now use, you're not limited to exact match URLs anymore. You can use wildcards in your uh, URLs. Another example of this might be, say, your uh, personal trainer, or whatever, on, on your blog. You've got three different categories of topics. You've got fitness, nutrition, mindset, for example. So what you can do is if your URLs are set up properly, um, you can trigger automations based on whatever topic category they've looked at. So for example, say your URLs are like my blog dot com forward slash blog forward slash nutrition and then the name of the post or myblog.com forward slash blog forward slash fitness forward slash the name of the post what you can do with those wildcard urls is you can say right everything that up to the point where it says nutrition so um myblog.com forward slash blog forward slash nutrition star, wildcard, anything after that means it's a nutrition-related post, and I can tag that person with a topic tag that says they're interested in nutrition and potentially follow them up with some nutrition-related emails. Or if they visit the fitness part of the blog, I can tag them with a topic tag for fitness because now all my fitness posts start with the same URL. They have a unique bit for each article, but they all start with forward slash blog, forward slash fitness. And then I can just put a little star and asterisk after that and say, right, match the URLs for this to a topic tag for fitness. So anytime 
somebody reads a fitness blog post, they get a topic tag to tell me they're interested in fitness as opposed to nutrition. So wildcards make that URL trigger that was very kind of static and, and locked in before, exact match only. Now it can be wildcarded so that it can be more flexible. You can use it for unique URLs that might come from a post-purchase shopping cart, or you can categorize your blog posts and you can fire automations based on a category visit, for example. So very flexible, really kind of a game changer if you're trying to track visits and trigger automations based on page visits. So those are the three new features out there for you. Head over to the blog post uh, accompanying this episode. The show notes will be at theactivemarketer.com forward slash 42 for episode 42. Uh, And you can see examples of all these new features there. Uh, And I suggest you check them out and see how you can use them in your marketing. So thanks very much for joining me on this Tactical 20 podcast. We're back next week with an interview format. Um, If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, Leave them in the show notes for episode 42, or you can send me an email directly. And don't forget to join us over on our Facebook group, Automation Nation. Just head over to Facebook, type in Automation Nation in the search bar, and you'll find us. Uh, Tell us you heard about it on the podcast. We'll let you into that private Facebook group where we talk all about sales and marketing automation. So see you next time, everybody. Thanks again. All right, that's our Tactical 20 podcast for this week. If you have any questions or any topics you'd like to see covered on future Tactical 20 podcasts, you can always send me an email at barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at theactivemarketer.com and let us know what you'd like to see. Also, if you head over to the show notes um, for this episode and just leave a comment or leave a comment in any of the episode show notes, Tell us what you'd like to see, and we'll make sure we cover it on an upcoming episode. So get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.